there and welcome to another episode of Inspired by Yarra. This is a podcast created to enhance, connect and inspire the Yarra Valley Grammar community and beyond. Wherever you're listening from today, I want to thank you for tuning in. My name's Paul Joy and I'm the chaplain of this great school. It's a community that I am thrilled to be a part of and the Inspired by Yarra podcast is a bid for us to get to know some of our Yarra old grammarians. We sit down with them for a few minutes and we chat about what life was like when they were here at Yarra Valley Grammar and indeed where life has taken them beyond this great school. Today I'm delighted here in episode number 14 of Inspired by Yarra to sit down with Rod Penaluna from the class of 1990. Rod continues to be a very active member of our community and especially well known around the Yarra Old Grammarian community. He has a a vast involvement and a, a great tradition of being connected and part of our school. Particularly, we talked today about uh, his love of sport and how that was a, a big attraction for him here at Yarra. And in fact, uh, if he continues to be part of the school at the uh, at the end of his uh, son's journey right through to the end of year 12, then Rod will have had a continuous involvement with Yarra Valley Grammar for 49 years. That's extraordinary. We're still a few years off that, but uh, here is a remarkable man who has given a lot, and it's a pleasure to sit down with him. We're going to talk about some of his memories, some of his recollections, and maybe even a fine sporting moment or two. I hope you'll enjoy this uh, opportunity to sit down with Rod Penaluna from the class of 1990. Rod, thanks for coming back. Hi, Paul. Nice to be here. In the background, uh, there's it's recess at the moment. We're actually sitting here at school at Yarra Valley Grammar. And uh, and so if you hear the occasional shriek as somebody takes a specky over somebody or somebody falls off their uh, little garden stool, then uh, that's because we are here recording this live at Yarra Valley Grammar um, in, an, in and amongst the classroom um, and the, the playground just outside the windows. Rod, what was your earliest memory? Well, I started school? here in 78. And um, driving up Kalinda Road, I suppose, is my earliest memory, and it was a dirt road back in those days, as was Foundation Drive, for that matter. So I suppose that's my earliest recollection, being dropped off in the top car park, um, which is the junior school car park, and walking down into prep. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Robinson was my first teacher, and great memories um, of my, you know, my early years at Yarra Valley. So you started here in prep? I did. What was the uniform looking like back then? On you, pretty sharp, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, certainly a lot smaller sizes than they would be now. But um, uh, look, from memory, not too dissimilar. Um, grey shorts, you know, a, a grey shirt back in those days. And um, I'm just trying to think of the jumper. I think the jumpers might have been, you know, that sort of grey colour as well. It's pretty grey. I mean, the, the uniform today came in quite a few you know, years later, which is a lot smarter, but yeah, a lot of grey from memory yes. back in those days, and you know, and, and back in those days, just boys, only boys. Okay, so what? What? And and expand on your prep experience into perhaps junior school. You were here through junior school. Yep, started in prep in '78 and went right through um, junior school into senior school. Yep. Um, look, I just remember. Um, you know, I suppose sitting in the rooms now that haven't changed much apart from the ceilings or, you know, or like a, the insulation, I suppose, was hay and I remember that very clearly, the old straw ceilings and, um, you know, the classrooms were all, you know, 
pretty warm and inviting. Yarra Valley, you know, was was still quite new yeah. back in those days. So the, the facilities and the grounds were nowhere near what they are today. So recess and lunchtime would normally find you rolling in mud or doing something. So normally after recess or lunch, you'd, you know, come back with wet pants or, you know, wet knees or holes ripped in, you know, pants. But uh, very, very warm, inviting. Back in the day, you were at a boys' school in mm. junior school. What sort of things, what games would you play at lunchtime? Uh well, I suppose back in those days we had monkey bars. My brother actually fell off the monkey bars um, when he was in grade two and cut his eye open. But back in those days, underneath the monkey bars, it was stones and rocks, not uh, padded, uh, you know, uh, mattresses like they are today. So, yeah, look, it was very basic. Kicking the footy, you know, cricket, chasey, throwing yeah. balls at each other, yeah. brandy, you know, all those sort of games. And of course, we used to have our opposite uh, where Foundation Drive is now where the tennis court and the undercover areas there was a, just a, an oak tree it was known as the oak tree okay. and we used to go over there um, probably from prep I don't really think there was as big an issue of kids crossing roads and that back in those days so we used to make a lot of cubby huts and things and they were awesome you'd come back the next day and someone had ripped them down and away you'd go again and try yeah. and find the best pieces of wood for your hut and all yeah. that so yeah look, just really fond memories that's good stuff when you uh, graduated from the junior school you went up into the secondary school you're a high school boy now mm. um, still wearing your shorts yeah, look, I was a short wearer, I suppose, in junior school, but I quickly moved into the trouser department. I wasn't, you know, a big one for shorts, to be okay, honest. Okay, okay. Yeah, so. Where would we find you? Let's say you're going through middle school. Um, where was the place to hang out? Was it in the art room? Was it out in, on the sports oval? Was it down the back in the shelter ship? Where, where did you kind of hang? Well, those of you that are listening to this that know me would know that I would have hung out at the tuck shop most okay. of the time. So, uh, <laughs> and, and what was the go-to? Was it a, a pie and sauce? Was it a dimmy? Was it a yeah, uh, big tuck, M? The tuck shop was was great back in those days. I remember just going back to junior school. I remember burger rings were 15 cents when I was in about grade two or three. So it was actually... Um, uh, quite an achievement to rock up there at lunchtime and buy four or five packets of burger rings for, you know, <laughs> 60, 70 cents and you thought you were king. But, oh, look, no, I was very sporty, orientated cricket and footy and rugby back in the days when I headed into high school and, you know, throwing baskets and that sort of stuff um, was the general sort of hang- hanging out on the ovals most of the time. It was pretty rough and ready back in those days yeah. when I was here. We had some pretty, uh, pretty interesting, um, you know, students so it uh, got pretty willing at times. Sure, sure. And uh, did you spend much time... Uh, concentrating and focusing on your studies. How? What was class like for you? Yeah, look, to be honest with you, Paul, I was not very academic and I didn't put, you know, in the effort at all, to be honest. I probably should have stayed down in grade six if if, um, if I'm, you know, honest to mes- with myself. I really um, felt that grade six was a year, you know, we had, I suppose, my own issues with family and things along those sort of lines and um, I didn't uh, uh, probably... Um, apply myself as well as I could, and that, that okay. probably is a significant um, regret that I didn't work harder back in those days. But, you know, going into senior school, I sort of drifted along, but my interest was clearly football, cricket yeah. and, and rugby and getting involved in other areas of the school, music productions, and, you know, I was fortunate enough to be a prefect in year 12 and I got involved very heavily with um, with everything outside of actually probably you know, concentrating on my studies. For argument's sake, I was very heavily involved with with the rugby um, teams and, you know, we had a lot of trips um, with the rugby guys. Chris Taylor was a coach back then, Adrian Bolton, of course, Norm Mags and Graham Dobb were the the teachers in charge back then and they were fantastic. We did tours to, you know, uh, Adelaide and Tasmania and, of course, you had to fundraise for them. So I was uh, very keen on uh, making sure the fundraising efforts went, went well and would find myself on a barbecue a lot of lunchtimes and... 
fundraising for those sort of events. So, you know, look, I came to school and I worked and I, I scraped through, but, you know, I was never, ever academically minded. Sure. Which is fascinating and, and I love your perspective on that. It seems to me, though, even though you're at a school, you're at a learning institution, you learnt a lot, even though it wasn't necessarily all in the classroom. Tremendous amount of life skills. I attribute this place to where I am today. And, you know, I think I was just mentioning to you before with my involvement now with, you know, my my son in grade one, I mean, and my involvement with committees and what have you, you know, um, when Joel finishes year 12, whenever that is, I'll have had an involvement with the school for uh, every year of my life for 49 years. And I'm proud of that because, you know, Yarra Valley was definitely a place of refuge for me during my adolescent years. And I felt very comfortable here. Um, I had a a brief stint at another school when I was in year 10. It was suggested that it might be better if Rod left and went to a high school, which I did. And that was probably the turning point of my life that woke me up. Um, So I spent six months at a local high school and then basically um, um, hated every minute of that and sort of rang my mum one day and said, I'm not going, I'm leaving. I'm not going back to school. And she rang the school and spoke to a couple of the significant people here that I have great relationships with. And they uh, fortunately, uh, advised my mum that Rod can start back at Yarra Valley the next day. So I was so lucky that the school um, welcomed me back. But there was never an issue with me in the school. It was just me not working hard enough. And I think, uh, um, you know, maybe wasted money on my education when I wasn't working. So the best thing that happened to me was being taken out of my comfort zone and, you know, learnt to wake up. So, yeah. What a powerful, powerful lesson. And, in Mm. fact, a lesson that you learnt. And and maybe there was some strategy in there from some wise person to actually show you what you were the privilege I suppose that you were letting go yeah and I didn't understand that until I used to ride my bike past every morning and see all my mates that I've been at school with for well what was it sort of 11 years rocking into class and I was riding my bike to the local high school and it really was a significant part of my life that I you know I didn't enjoy (laughs) so um I was very grateful to be back here the you know very quickly and uh, yes. it changed my life around. I remember first thing I did was went to Norm Maggs, who was in, instrumental in me coming back to the school and I walked into his office and for those that remember Norm Maggs, he was always singing and whistling up the corridors and I went in there to basically, you know, say thanks to Norm and he said, look, you know, you're most welcome, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, of course, there's no pressure, but it'll be lovely to see you in the front row of the rugby team. And I think that was code for, I've got you back, now you owe me one. And that was the start of my rugby career. And I'm very thankful that Norm uh, pushed me in that direction because I had, you know, three or four wonderful years of playing rugby. That's tremendous. You mentioned before there that you would spend a fair bit of time uh, on the end of a, a, a set of tongs, flipping uh, sausages and whatever, fundraising. You also talked about trips you went on and you had to do some fundraising and you were, mm. uh, you perhaps took on some responsibility for keeping the books in order and, and making sure you had enough funds. So I'm going to call that service. You were involved in serving people. Um, was that the culture of the place? Like talk a little bit about the Yarra spirit that you remember back then. Yeah, look, um, I wasn't in charge of any funds. It was more so that, you know, we had to fundraise to keep our costs down. So we did that by cooking barbecues at lunchtime. And that, so that's where, you know, that was really where it started and stopped. I mean, I might have been, you know, chief uh, cook and bottle washer, I suppose. But look, the Yarra Valley spirit's always been there. And I mean, it was not just rugby, but it was in all the sports. And I mean, of course, back in 1987, um, just I forgot the year correct, when, when uh, Yarra Valley won the Sun Herald Sun Shield at the MCG, you know, coached by Ian Banks. I mean, that was an amazing 
time for the school and probably the, the greatest sporting moment in the school's history, I suppose. I mean, we've won AGS cricket titles and I'm sure, you know, Mary Carroll and Dennis Carroll and these people talk to you about, you know, volleyballs and netballs and, and, and um, the other sports that are played and we've been successful in those too and, you know, Back in about 92, I think the uh, first 15 rugby won the, you know, schoolboy championship. So there's been lots of success with sport and that was my main interest. But the culture and the passion has never wavered. I mean, I remember when we played a touring um, England uh, um rugby side and I had, was on good terms with the groundsman at this stage because during the school holidays I actually used to work on the ground staff when I was in year 10 and um, you know mow lawns and drive tractors and I used to think that was fantastic and I actually worded up the ground staff to pick the uh, the, the rugby posts up from the the, uh, the Norman Mags field and those who remember that was an, always a quagmire which is now situated where the hockey ground is mm-hmm. so they picked the goal posts up and actually brought them over and stuck them on the Patterson and we played this international side on the Patterson and that was an amazing experience I think we had nearly the whole school school out uh, watching that game um, you know so there was definitely a lot of passion in the school there are significant moments like that that you've helped to orchestrate and get a whole a whole school behind you really on, on the, in that moment I'm fascinated by your ability to um, not be great in class but still be very much part of the school culture and building building a school community you know you you just said that you reached out to the the grounds guys and you you know built rapport and in fact worked with them and alongside them and and there's great learning just sitting behind a tractor too isn't there well back in I remember one school holidays they actually drained the Patterson Oval and I my job was to sit on the little front end loader and go and uh, once the grounds was digging out the trenches I was to go and deliver the dirt into the into the into the bush and you know for a 15 or 16 year old driving a tractor was amazing I mean you couldn't imagine it happening these days with OHS and all those sort of things but that's what it did and um, look I suppose living very close to the school as well as always here I remember coming up to school as a 12 and 13 year old on my bike and watching the first 11 cricketers running around on the Patterson there'd be blokes like Armstrong and Bobby Mudder and Steve Carroll and all these names of guys that were four years ahead of me that I aspired to be like Mm. and I I did become you know the opening bowler for the first 11 and Mm. you know represented the AGSV and made a Victorian schoolboy side and so by sitting and watching you know these sort of things happen yeah. You know, my dream was to do that and emulate that, which I did. I, I was never going to be a solicitor, an accountant or whatever, but I, I felt that I could have been a, a good sports person and my sport was my life. Yes. I want to talk some more about that in a moment and, and your involvement uh, through the Yarra Old Grammarians and, and some, some sport in that. But I just want to touch for a moment on that notion of you aspired for something. You, you looked at people who are further ahead of you you liked what you saw and you aspired to be like that. When you think back now, some years down the track and, and some success perhaps in, in other areas of life too, what's the process to go from where you are to somewhere where you want to be? Is it is it a series of um, being clear where you want to go? Is it a series of stepping stones? Is it a series of, of getting somebody to help you get there, whether they be coaches or how do you go from where you are to where you want to be? Um, look, I think you've got to be driven. You've got to be self-driven. And, um, you know, my interest was always to be involved. I mean, I just love being involved and helping. That's what I suppose I've always done. Um, look, I, I just, my um, 
ethos when I was at school was to just to have a go as many things as I can. I mean, you know, I love, I remember, you know, being involved in the backstage uh, department year eight and nine for musical productions, wishing that I should actually be out on the stage because that's where I really wanted to be. But the big, tough, you know, front row rugby player wasn't going to be dancing around on the stage. But I actually auditioned for for a musical production here, Godspell at school. And uh, Neil Bechevez, who was the teacher back in those days, saw something in me and actually gave me a, you know, a part in that play. And when I it was announced that I was in it, I did a double take and went there and said, oh, mate, I can't do this. I can't be up on the stage. So I pulled out. And then I think he, he stuck at me for a little while. And, you know, I realised that, no, I really actually wanted to do this. And I ended up, you know, loving every minute of that particular production and sung a couple of solos and this thing and I, and I loved it. It was the best thing I ever did, I, you know, in my time, I think, at the school was doing something completely out of my comfort zone and um, and getting involved and, uh, you know, there's, there's a million other examples of things that I could tell you about, um, you know. So I suppose the thing for me was is, you know, the Yarra Valley Singers was something that we got involved in. There was... Um, you know, the fake committee I was involved in when I was at the school year 11 and 12, I was on the fake committee. And, you know, I suppose to me, Yarra Valley was all about family and I felt very safe and very secure in this environment. And, uh, you know, I just uh, can't praise it enough. I was very close to um, numerous staff members who were great for me, that listened to me, understood me, you know, to the extent that one of my best friends was um, Ian Banks, who sadly passed away last year who was my cricket coach yeah. and my maths teacher. Now, mm. we had a friendship after school for 25 years. You know, he was 69 when he died, 70, I'm 46. You know, we were like best mates. Mm. Big, such an age difference, but what we had in common was Yarra Valley. Yeah, some beautiful reflections and memories of your time. I, I, I'm going to come back again to your involvement at Yarra in a moment, but I want to fast-track to today. And you talked about the value of having a go and – being outside of your comfort zone sometimes. And I wonder what is that for you today? Like is that still an aspiration of yours to to try new things and to actually be out of your comfort zone because you know that that's where you grow? And what are you doing right now that is actually getting yourself out of your comfort zone? Um, yeah, look, I suppose I, you know, my wife and I uh, purchased a business four years ago. That was a significant event in our life yeah. when you go to the yeah. bank with cap in hand and borrow significant amounts of money and hope to goodness that, that, that it works. And I'm pleased to say that it is and it's been a, you know, a good decision. Look, as far as risk taking, I suppose, you know, I don't, I take educated risks. I'm not a big risk taker these days. I really do spend a lot of time thinking my way through, you know, through things before I do it now. So yeah. I think it's completely different from being at school with really not a care in the world, so to speak, no financial worries really. You know, this is just about being involved in community. I just didn't want to drift along. But now, you know, outside of, of school and being a, you know, a husband, a wife, owning a business, employing people, you've got to make more educated uh, decisions and yeah. not sort of based on a whim. So yeah. No, I, I appreciate your wisdom mm, there. Mm. I'm going to push you a, a bit further though. When was the last time you did something for the first time? Oh. You didn't go bungee jumping no, on your last I'm, I'm holidays, not, did no, you? I'm, you not, did... I'm not really. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really that way um, wide. I'm not. I, I'm not a thrill seeker by any stretch of the imagination. Um, did oh, you go to the opera? Did yeah, you no, look, write we, a book? Did yeah, you read look, a book? Uh, yeah, um, I'm struggling to really answer that, Paul. I mean, we we do a hell of a lot, you know, in our lives, but I I couldn't really say I've done something for the first time. Um, uh, yeah. Look, no, I, that's okay. I, I really, I really don't know how to answer that, mate. That's honest. fine. No, no, not at all. Um, 
I appreciate, though, your words of wisdom, really, and experience and responsibility requires that you make decisions in different ways now because you've got a, a number of people who are relying on you for their own jobs and you've got to keep the doors open for the business and uh, and so on. So let's bring it back now to your time at Yarra and perhaps your time just recently after it. You talked a little bit about sport and how important sport was. You got very involved in some sport after your time at Yarra. Tell me about that for a bit. Uh, well, look, I went off and played cricket and uh, local local cricket and um, ended up uh, playing you know, at Wonga Park, which is my local club. I played there from a 14-year-old and then basically uh, from there went off to Bayswater and played a little bit of uh, sub-district cricket for about 10 years. Then I got involved in coaching. I had a uh, call from um, from the school um, probably late, late 90s saying, look, we're short some cricket coaches. Would you be interested? And at that stage, I really didn't have any interest in coaching kids cricket, but I came down here and thought, look, I'll come and give you a hand. And from the minute I walked out onto the ground, I sort of fell in love with cricket coaching and coaching kids in particular. And that that first experience led to probably a, a 10 or so year um, junior cricket coaching experience where I ended up coaching um, uh, local hatch cricket at Bayswater. McLean to fame is coaching mm-hmm. Glenn Maxwell for three years, who was a great, great kid. And, you know, you never know that he's going to go on and be a brilliant cricketer for Australia. But, you know, to have an involvement with someone that's kicked on was a th- is a thrill. Okay. I spent seven or eight years at, at Carlton Cricket Club, District Club, so sort of coaching and mentoring players and that there. Of course, my biggest achievement, I think, is probably um, being the found- foundation member of the Yarra Valley Old Boys Football Club. You know, um, there was a number of people like Bruce McFarlane, Duncan Stanistreet and those guys that really sort of kicked it off in about 1991. And then um, we decided to start up a, a team in the amateurs and it really took off from there and that's when I got heavily involved with uh, with the Old Boys Footy Club for probably 13 or 14 years and, and that was a wonderful experience mm-hmm. and, and really held the, uh, the our group of mates together. So mm-hmm. when we left school, we actually had another... 12, 13, 14 years of football club together and, and togetherness, which was, you know, the reason that I'm still very close to a number of my friends from Yarra Valley today because we probably really have never been apart since we were at school. Mm. So you live and breathe Yarra still. Yep. Because you're, you've, I mean, you just said that when you've got a young lad in, in grade you, one. In grade one. Joel, when he's finished year 12, that's, that'll be 49 consecutive years of, of intense, significant involvement with Yarra. Every year of my life for 49 years. I mean, you know, when I left school, I was on the, you know, the past students committee and then I was on the foundation committee for a year and I really felt that my my interest in the, and what I had to give was more past students related. So I've now taken back on the presidency of the past students association and, and you know, that's where I see the, hopefully my, my benefit to the school is with the people that I know back from my day. I'm struggling obviously with the last 20 odd years since I've been out of the school because I don't know enough about the people that have been and gone. But I suppose my uh, ability to be able to reflect on the past is what the school um, sort of uh, contacts me about a lot. And, you know, I come up and talk to the year 12s at the valedictory dinner every year, as you're aware, and um, and do what I can when needed. I'm, so I'm sort of here and, you know, so yeah. So tell me why. Why do you <laughs> put so much in and give so much so generously? Yeah, look, I suppose... Uh, you know, when I was uh, here at the school, I used to look up to a lot of the parents that were always at the footy games and always at the cricket games. And, you know, my mum and dad were the same. They were, they were very supportive. But I suppose something rubbed off on me that if you don't have parents and people involved, you I wouldn't have, the, have had the experiences that I did. And, you know, 
as much as I was involved in the old boys footy club for 14 or so years, my main involvement there was administration. I, I, I didn't play, I only played seven games um, because of, uh, actually it was 14 games I played in the history of my time at the club because I kept on getting injured and suspended, unfortunately. Um, but I, I was involved at the club for 220 consecutive games as a, uh, as a secretary, um, as president and as the coach of the under-19s. And out of that 220, I played 14. Wow. Um, and my claim to fame is I kicked 11 goals one day out here on the Patterson against uh, Old Westbourne up until three-quarter time and the coach decided that I'd had enough of the day and took me off. I reckon I would have kicked 15 or 16 <laughs> that day. But, you know, that was it. And that record, um, unfortunately or fortunately, has since been broken. But, now look, I, I suppose that I just – that was me. I just loved the involvement of, you know, and, and the feeling of belonging to something. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I thrive on that and look it's it's put me in good stead to where I am today and look out of all of those opportunities from being at school and flipping burgers on barbies and learning being involved on the committee with such wonderful people like Hayden Park who was the president group media relations manager for the National Australia Bank I mean what better mentor to have a bloke like him as your president to learn off as a young 18 or 19 year old secretary which I was and to have other dads on the committees that were accountants and financial advisors and real estate agents and these guys that I learned a lot of life skills off and um, you know through my involvement at Carlton Cricket Club um, I got to meet some wonderful people there and I got an opportunity to be involved with the Western Bulldogs for five years and I was team manager there for a couple of years when Rodney Eade first started uh, coaching and, and that was a wonderful experience, travelling around Australia on the back of an AFL football club and being right in you know in the middle of the action for, for four, yeah, four years. So, so, so you do you reckon you've been intentional about trying to get alongside and get around good people? No, it's never been that. It's just been I, I've been prepared to put my hand up. Yeah. And where a lot of people won't put their hand up, I have. And um, it's never been an issue for me if someone's asked me to do something, whether it's come around and help shovel six metres of, of soil at their house because they're doing some landscaping or whatever. It's just just been me, just yeah. helping people where I can. And I don't know, it's just in my DNA to, to yeah. want to do that, um, you know, and I look at my son now and... Um, hopefully he'll have the similar experience that I had. And, yeah. you know, um, I'm sure if Rod Penaluna wasn't president of the old Mayor and someone else put their hand up and that'll happen one day anyway. But sure. um, at the moment, um, I don't know, maybe it's me that just needs to be here doing it. I don't know. I, I love your generosity and and even, you know, you've, you've come back and you've squeezed this in in the busyness <laughs> of your day and, and we really appreciate it. You would be familiar with... Uh, the term Lavavi Oculus, our school motto. Lift thine eyes to the hills. I uh, lift up my eyes. Yeah. What does that phrase conjure up for you? What does it mean to you perhaps then and now? Look, I don't really know if it meant much to me back in those days. It was just the motto of the school. Um, yeah, I don't really I don't really know if that had a significant, in, you know, impact on my life, the, the school, the school mm. um motto to be to be honest with you. Sure, sure. Can I offer to you mm -hmm. that perhaps part of whether it's because of the motto, whether it's because it's something you heard frequently, but I would say that you are somebody who absolutely has their eyes up and in fact you're out there looking for people to help or support or encourage your generosity to to dig in, whether it be get dirt under your fingernails, flip the burgers, mm -hmm. whatever needs doing, you're 
aware of that, you're looking out for that, and you then go and fill that need. You go and put yourself into that position, which is admirable. It's marvellous. Yeah, look, I don't know. I suppose I've never been one that's sort of just drifted along. If I'm going to be in, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah, absolutely. Wherever I am, yeah. be all there. Mm. That's great. That's mm. great. I wonder, and now, again, you've got the, the role now as a dad and um, you speak to year 12s every year, and, and so you have developed wisdom over time and and it doesn't necessarily come with experience but I think for you it it has what advice or guidance would you offer to a a a student today what what whether there's a word of advice or an encouragement that you could offer because people listening to this some of them will be Yarra old grammarian some of them will definitely know you and have heard of you and and perhaps you know been out on the footy field with you or on the cricket cricket pitch with you, but others too will be current students, younger people who are seeking to f- navigate their way through life. Mm. Do you have any advice that you might offer generally? Oh, look, I think the, the best piece of advice I could give is just have a go. No, what a, no matter how, you know, how good your quality, you know, is or how, how, um, uh, how well you think you might be able to kick a footy or how good you are in a musical production or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, if you want to have a go at doing it, then nothing should get in the way of you having a go. And if you make it, you make it. If you don't, well, you've had a crack, mm. you know. I mean, I don't have any regrets. I would like to definitely have some time back to uh, to do some things better. I don't regret anything I've done because I just believe that I am who I am and, mm. You know, my life has evolved because of who I am. So um, I was never going to be an academic. Um, I'm, you know, in the job that I'm in now and I'm happy, very happy doing what I'm doing. Um, But look, I suppose people and teachers back in the days that probably used to comment to me on numerous occasions, you know, things that stick in my mind, like you'll regret it when you're older, you know, didn't work hard enough, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And and those words ring in my ears regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, I certainly do wish and for those students that might be listening to this you know it's it's you're very young obviously life experiences aren't there but you know you need to understand that you are responsible for your own you know your own actions I suppose and if you don't work hard enough through making excuses um, then it's really your problem and there's people around you that that want to support you and be happy to support you and and the fear of of feeling silly or feeling um, you know, inept. And I suppose I felt like that a bit during class time to put your hand up and ask a question perhaps, mm. you know. So I won't ask that. That sounds a bit stupid. But, you know, if I had my time over again, I think I would have sat in the front row and asked a million questions, yeah. you know. That's a, a fantastic reflection. We're sitting with Rod Penaluna from the class of 1990. Um, and I love the little statistic that says when uh, his son, Joel, finishes and graduates from year 12, if, if that's the journey that he goes on, that'll be 49 consecutive years where Rod has been uh, critically involved at our school, both as a student, as a, a very active Yarra old grammarian and, and a parent now as well and uh, still very active. Rod, thank you for your time. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for sharing some stories of, uh, of your journey at Yarra and how you truly have been inspired by Yarra and continue to be an inspiration to Yarra. Thank you for your time. Thank you. There you go. Isn't he great? I uh, really enjoyed my opportunity to uh, sit down with Rod Penaluna from the class of 1990. That wraps up episode 14 of Inspired by Yarra. And if you are a Yarra old grammarian, a yog, then we would love you to uh, stay in touch Stay connected with our community, which obviously continues to grow and flourish as more and more people contribute. 
as we stay in touch. There's a variety of ways that you can uh, stay connected and, uh, and we trust that you'll check out the yvg.vic.edu.au website and there is an Our Community section and in that section there's ways that you can stay in touch and keep connected as well as uh, catching up with other episodes of this podcast. And uh, in there there's also some show notes about each and every episode, including this one, where we give you a, a quick summary and, uh, and some further information about uh, our guest for today. And as I'm sure you'll agree, Rod Penaluna is certainly a uh, not only a, an inspiration uh, to those of us still here at Yarra and part of it, but also has clearly been inspired by Yarra. Please stay in touch. Please share this episode. Uh, and by all means, get in touch with us and uh, let us know uh, who else you'd like to hear from. If you've got contact with somebody that you think would make an interesting conversation here, then please give us a shout out and let us know. You can uh, contact me via email at podcast at yvg.vic.edu.au and uh, that'll be sure to reach me and we can uh, see if we can line up another great guest here on the Inspired by Yarra podcast. We'll be back again shortly with another episode of this great podcast, an opportunity where we get to continue to build and enhance this community. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Ooh, 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 ooh.